1: Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities.
0: What's up? This is Biv DeVoe. This is Chulie Salva. This is
1: Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India R. E. So much more, all from a woman's perspective.
2: What flavor are
0: you, baby?
1: This is Cafe Mocha. Merry Christmas, Darlene. Love is a staple at Christmas time. She's here to talk about her Christmas hit, "Baby Please Come Home." Plus, Lonnie Love talks to Romeo Miller and the cast of Bounce TV's "Who Is Christmas Eve." And can you believe it's been 51 years since Donny Hathaway released this Christmas? We've got his daughter, Donita. Cafe Mocha begins now. Angelique, Lonnie Love, Yo-Yo is off on the road somewhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, Holiday, Yeah, always. She is always literally calling us from a hotel room somewhere, which is great because that means she's off making money. So what's up for the holidays? What's up?
2: You know, um, I will be on a New Year's Eve special on NBC. It's the New Year's Eve with Hoda and um I do it every year on NBC why so have I never
1: seen it and why have I never because it comes on it. New
2: Year's Eve on NBC it's usually around eight o'clock and we go through the the year end and and we just crack jokes and things like that so if you're not doing anything or you just want to turn it on while you're waiting um, for midnight turn us on NBC eight o'clock I will be traveling finally for New Year's, but I will, for Christmas, I'm just gonna, you know, hang out and rest. It's been a long year. So I just wanna get some rest and, and look at my house and maybe try to straighten up some stuff. <laughs> um, it has been a
1: long year. I feel like it's been a good year. I don't know if we've even talked about this on the show yet, but uh, about a month or so ago, I got an audition from my agent. And I opened it up and it's for a cartoon. And whose name is on that cartoon? Who's who's drawing? Do I see a sketch of a young Lonnie Love and this cartoon that she and I just screamed. I took a picture, I sent it to her, and I'm like, yeah, 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 Hercules, Hercules. So, Anyway, I, I suppose Lonnie's gonna talk about it. And technically, I'm not allowed to talk about it because at the bottom of the audition, it says all material is confidential. So please <laughs> don't share, especially not on the radio, on your national radio show. But yeah, Lonnie, Lonnie Love got greenlit for a pilot of her cartoon, which is a story of her life. It's gonna be familiar characters that you've heard her talk about in stand up, her mom, her best friend, Rosa. And it is so
2: cute. Thank you. It's called The Brew, which is short for The Brewster Project. Oh. Um, And, you know, I started my production company, True Love Incorporated, and I wanted to start producing things um, myself. And so this is just um, one of the projects of many that um, I've been trying to put in development and we're really close. Disney has a wonderful process. um, And it just warmed my heart when people started texting me about auditioning for voiceovers for the characters and this is like I said I wanted to represent Detroit in a positive way but I think that Detroit doesn't get represented you haven't seen too much about Detroit since Eminem I know Big Sean is from there but it's really hard to get projects so this is where it's all coming from to show my love of Detroit show how um I'm a little girl that grew up in the projects. We don't have a lot of, of people of color shows that actually talk about real world, what happens to kids in the projects. They're kids too. And maybe they don't have the fathers or maybe they don't have the mothers, but we are children and we have fun and we we grew up. And so that's what this animation is going to to show, I'm also pitching a adult sitcom uh, for based on my life in Detroit, and um, it's all based on you know the book uh, that I wrote. I tried to change, so you don't have to. So these are all under my production companies, and like I you know tell people, if you you know we are black creatives, and black creatives we have to give these studios things because if we don't come up with them, then they'll just keep making up their the you same
1: know same stupid stuff. <laughs>
2: Yeah, And so, you know, you, you know, we have to give a shot to people like us and we have to come up with the ideas because, you know, for far too long, we've been letting the mainstream tell us what our culture is and they have no idea what our culture is. So, you know, and it's a very interesting process.
1: I always love when they tell us what our culture is. That's That's what I love most is when they tell us what our culture is. Yeah. Uh, and they have yeah. no
2: idea. So, and it's like, we talk about animation. We're looking, we were looking for black animators. We were looking for, you know, people that, uh, you know, f- felt grit. And um, I, I, they paired me up with Ralph Farquhar, mm-hmm. who is the creator of the Proud family. And when you're doing um, an animation, you want it different then what is their popular animation so that's why this is something that's totally different it'll it'll be a different look a different feel and it would definitely um see me in it but um in 2022 it's about working on projects that help you know promote our people and our culture and even with Cafe Mocha we had a great year Cafe Mocha. We did the Salute Them Awards um, where we went and we got on um, BNC. Yeah, uh, Black so News we were, Channel. So we were able to air a wonderful HBCU event. We mm-hmm. um, aired the, um, the, uh, um, the Black Music Special from yep. the, the National Museum, Museum of Black uh, Music. We In also Nashville. won another Gracie award for the interview with marla gibbs and so next year we will continue and um under the direction of our executive producer sheila eldridge and also with humble heel um angelique as our fine producer And also Yo-Yo, our new engineer Ben, who puts our shows together for the radio. Also uh, Lee Solomon, who is our producers. He's our video
1: producer. Cafe Mocha TV that should be coming soon.
2: And it's just so much. So. We just, you know, at the end of the year, we like to recognize the people that work really, really hard. I want people to know Cafe Mocha is a small team of people, but they're very dedicated. You know, what I'm super excited
1: about this year is we finally got on in Los Angeles. Thanks to Tavis Smiley, who's crazy, but decided he was going to buy AM Frequency in Los Angeles. And it is a dream. It is KBLA 1580 in Los Angeles. And it is a dream because for most of my radio career, I've said, why aren't there black talk stations? And so Tavis has done it and we're on Saturdays and Sundays at 2 PM
2: in Los Angeles. And, and definitely we want to thank all of our listeners. You all have been hanging with us, you know, um, and we really appreciate each and every one of our affiliates, all of our cities. Y'all support us, and we really have to give it up to Miss Sheila Eldridge because she was she's just phenomenal. So thank you, Sheila, and we hope that you all have a wonderful, safe, happy holiday season. It's Cafe
1: Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie, Love, Yo-Yo, Christmas weekend on the line. We have. Music royalty, yes, a yes, Donita oh. Hathaway, daughter of Donnie Hathaway. Merry Christmas and welcome. Merry to we go, and thank you to your dad for giving <laughs> yes. us, you know, just the most important Christmas song ever, the most iconic, I, I, the
3: most right, iconic. Just to Isn't say that, her amazing? Name, I'm here, I'm hearing Christmas music,
4: <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? It, it's such a, a blessing. Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Can you believe it's been
2: 50 years since that song was released this Christmas? No, no. I mean, you know, Donita, did did you did your father have any idea that this song would have this much impact when he wrote it? I don't think so. I don't. And I do want to
4: give a shout out to Nadine McKenna, black woman in Chicago, um, still alive and well. She's mm-hmm. actually the main lyricist be- behind that song. Oh,
2: wow. Yes.
1: Oh.
4: Yes. You know how Black women do.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, Okay.
4: But, you know, she she had the bulk of the song, and, you know, he came in and added, you know, his flair to it. But I don't think it resonated with anyone who was involved how poignant it would be and how 50 years later we would still, you know, honor that song as if it was just released and regarded Hmm. in the way that we do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they knew, but you have to admit, especially the original version, just mm-hmm. has that special magic that just makes us feel you know, good and, and brings us joy, you know?
1: Let me ask mm-hmm. you this. I mean, there have been so many remakes. Right. If you had to name like your top three favorite remakes of this Christmas, go ahead, do it. Mm.
2: None <laughs> of them. <God laughs> be honest.
4: Okay, okay. Well, yes, there's that. No one has top the original.
1: Never. My eye. Never. Um, yep. I think the most
4: sentimental would be anything that Layla does just because, yeah. you know, she yes. is, you know, a direct descendant and has that voice. I mean, you can't deny yes. that. Yeah. Um. Right. But I will say for me personally, um, I actually just heard a version that I didn't even know existed uh, a few days ago. Boys to Men actually put a nice spin on this Christmas. Mm. Oh really? I yeah, I love their version because they made it their own, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's Boys II Men, so you can't really go wrong. And we all love their Christmas, their iconic Christmas album, so Christmas interpretation. So I love what Boyz II Men did. The well, Whispers.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's oh yeah. There's yeah. There's that's, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we gonna play all of those <laughs> since you like those. We play wait, 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 wait. Lonnie, Lonnie
3: be, wait, Lonnie! Before you, before you let her play it, you don't want to harm it. You don't want to. Let's come on. Oh, I know oh, Layla got oh. it. Come on. Yeah, she, she, she's now, used see, to it. She's she's a Hathaway. She's used to it.
4: I, I am used to it, and you want you want to know the biggest joke of all? I am the non singing Hathaway. No, so, no, 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 no. I, I don't think you want. This. I don't think you want your listeners to hear it. Uh, I leave that to uh, Layla and They have beautiful, you know,
2: voices. You know, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. But I know it's always your father's version that um, I love the best. It's just something about the opening. You know, mm-hmm. the minute the opening happened, I'm like, yes, shake a hand,
3: shake a hand, absolutely,
4: absolutely.
5: You know, you absolutely
4: now. Hold on, now I have to give number three. Now, number three is just a part of black culture and that is the live rendition that Taddy LaBelle did where her lyrics weren't in the teleprompter and her background (laughs) singers were mysteriously not there. Mm. I don't I that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one, and she was getting mad because <laughs> she couldn't remember the lyrics. She, Come on, y'all! She, right. she, she She said, "Where are my lyrics?" Then, she, so when she,
4: she did that during the the verses uh, with you know legendary singer Gladys Knight, you know I was triggered just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Put Miss LaBelle's lyrics in her to <laughs> please and thanks.
1: <laughs> It's Cafe Mocha. Angelique, Lonnie Love, Yo-Yo, Christmas weekend. We are talking to Donita Hathaway, daughter of Donnie Hathaway, celebrating the 50th anniversary of the iconic song, This Christmas. Thank you for spending part of Christmas with us. We appreciate it.
2: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Now, your dad's music is the legacy that we remember most, but the part of his life that we don't talk about is his death and suicide is a taboo subject that even after all these years later, we, sometimes it's just hard for us to address it. So tell us about your dad's struggles if you want to.
4: Absolutely. In fact, it's something that I have come to, you know, like earlier, we were just joking about the fact that I don't sing,
6: Mm -hmm.
4: um, which again, you don't want it. But what I do have, I feel, is his heart. And what I've been doing for a number of years is, you know, assisting various artists. Like it's in my nature to, you know, help anyone that I can. You know, part of it is being a woman, but part of it, I think, is a gift that I have. And so, through actually my own struggles um, personally, my physical health, my mental health. Um, other members of my family, but um, especially my father, I am leaning into that topic, and I've created the Donnie Hathaway Legacy Project, which is addressed. um, The the point of it is to address mental health, in -hmm. particular in marginalized communities. And so I don't have any shame, I don't have any hesitancy about speaking on his death, because Mm -hmm. I want to help prevent that from happening for anyone else and so uh, part of what I wanted to do even this holiday season is start an initiative called uh, Friends Christmas where we check on our folks Uh, a lot of us have had a hard time this year we know how 2020 has been Mm
2: -hmm.
4: Um, but even before then sometimes the holidays can be a trigger for folks Mm -hmm. and you want you want to think that everyone is together and loving and kind and joyful but for some people it's actually the exact opposite where they feel alone and depressed and you know once those you know once we take the christmas tree down and take the lights down and it's after the new year and it's uh cold outside you know when you have a level of pain where you don't see a way out for some folks it does go to the extreme of them committing suicide and so You know, the thoughts and prayers come after, but there should be some things that we all can do for each other as uh, a community to make sure that we all are having the best quality of life possible, that we know that we're not alone in the difficult uh, times that we all will face in life, and that with, you know, the right support and the lending ear and the lending heart, you'd be surprised how far that would go to make sure that, you know, folks know that they're loved. You know, I'm hoping you guys will join me on this journey of, you know, helping ourselves. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, you know, because that's why we wanted to know how could we be a better support system for our friends and family who are struggling with mental health issues? Yeah. You know, the, I think one of the hardest things, um, I was listening
4: to the song um, My Father and Roberta Flack just made some of the, the best
7: yes. you know, love
4: songs, but, you know, one of my faves which is, oddly enough, inspired by the Friends Christmas um, initiative, if you've got a friend. Like, winter, spring, summer, or fall, all you have to do is call and I'll be there. I think what happens is, I know what happens for me and for a lot of folks, is when you're in that dark space, like, we're not taught as a society to seek help or, you know, even let people know that we're in pain, yeah. no matter what kind of pain it is. You know, as a, as a society, we're not taught how to deal with that and so a lot of us keep to ourselves and so you sometimes I know i I get a reaction from people that they'll say why didn't you call me I would have been there to help you you know I love you and care about you and want to make sure that you're well like even just the will to ask for the help is difficult so I think what we have to do is kind of look for the signs when someone is maybe a little too quiet, maybe there there's some personality traits that are changing. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're a little too short or a little too loud or a little too quiet. You know, you, you kind of have to use your judgment and intuition and be the one to check on those that you hold dear and start the conversation there. Like, hey, you know, I'm just checking in, making sure that, you know, you're okay. How are things? You know, but we you can know. start there.
1: But, you know, when you're talking to your girls, you know, they'll go on forever, right? They'll tell you what's happening and you can pick through that and figure out, well, maybe something extra is going on. But with men, you ask them how they're doing. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, they're very not really communicative. So how do you, you know, when you're looking at the men in your life, decide whether they're in trouble or not?
4: You want what's funny. Um, I'm so glad you raised that. What's funny is I saw a, um, a meme on Instagram yesterday um, on the top of this cartoon. There were two cartoons on the top. There was an image of a mother and a young boy and the boys crying. And the image said, you know, basically stop all that crying because boys don't cry. Men don't cry. That's what they've been taught. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the lower cartoon and it's uh, a man and a woman in a relationship and the woman is asking the man, why don't you talk to me? Why don't you emote your feelings? And it's, it's like, well, which one is it? Is it that yeah. boys don't cry, that men aren't emotional, that they're not allowed to feel? Or if for men, unfortunately, that's what they've been taught, like that's their nature. Yeah. So when they do what they've been raised to do, like you can't really be surprised. Mm-hmm. And so first of all, I think we have to give everyone the grace. And this is what you know, I wanted to allude to earlier. Like, when we are in pain, when you're going through something, like, why isn't that okay? Like, you're human. You're going to face a multitude of things that will come at you at life. We celebrate the highs, but we can't acknowledge the lows. Hmm. Like, we're not robots. We're human beings that feel. You know, we're supposed to feel. We don't want anyone to be, you know, closed off and guarded. But as a society, you would think that that's the way to be. And so, like we all have to do, just a radical reimagining on how we all deal with our feelings when they when they arise, and know mm-hmm. that you're okay to. It's okay to feel disappointment in a year 2020 when you think you're doing everything right, and then all of a sudden, everything, all your dreams mm-hmm. shut down, the world shuts down. Yeah. You know. So is it just that we're in a pandemic that you're allowed to feel that, or because you're a human being, you should be allowed to? have all of the feels because it's natural.
3: And I'm so glad we're talking about that. And I'm so glad that they asked the question because we're in the pandemic. So many people are getting a chance to feel, um, to understand, to acknowledge, to realize that depression is real, that mental illness is real um, because people are feeling it for themselves. A lot of people have no mm-hmm. other choice, uh, you know, some are not reaching out. And, you know, so it's a great conversation and I'm glad we're having it. And, you know, it's the perfect time because holidays, you know, it's Christmas time and so many people are happy and so many people are sad. So it's a great conversation. And I'm glad that we're celebrating it with the daughter of a legend, you know, yeah. who has, who music still plays to make us smile and bring joy into our, our homes. Didn't need a yeah,
2: thank you. my dad's the greatest. <laughs> he is the greatest we will always remember your dad uh danita i i mean his music will live on forever It's iconic but christmas time is all you know it's just that that special feeling so we thank you and your family for being uh a part and we thank you for coming and being and, and spending this holiday with us. How can we find out more about your organization and especially for people that may need it, the Donnie Hathaway Legacy Project? Absolutely.
4: So the website is www.donniehathaway.org and I am on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Donnie Hathaway, L as in le- legacy, P as in project. And that's Donnie. Please give him that Y. But uh, D-O-N-N-Y-H-A-T-H-A-W-A-Y.
2: Love it. Dot org. Have hey, a happy come new year. Yeah.
3: Yes. Come on, Lonnie. Sing us out.
1: Oh, no. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Come on, lady!
4: Come on, Merry Christmas! How about how about we play shake the a hand, first Shake a hand, shake a hand. Come
2: shake on. Hair. Okay, yeah, shake let's play. Shake a hand,
1: shake a hand. Okay. Thank you, Donita. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Happy New Year. Merry Christmas.
4: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Bye bye.
1: Bye bye. On the way, another iconic Christmas song. Legendary doo singer Darlene Love is here to talk about Christmas Baby, Please Come Home, and how Phil Spector tried to hide their race when they were making records. It's KBLA Talk 1580. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? It's Cafe Mocha, Merry Christmas. Earlier in the year, we talked to the legendary doo-wop singer Darlene Love. Go ahead, Lonnie.
2: Oh my goodness. Now, Miss Love, you were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, for your lead vocals on such early hits as He's a Rebel, The Boy I'm Gonna Marry, and He's Sure the Boy I Love, Um, You know, you did Harmony behind Elvis Presley, The Righteous Brothers, Dionne Warwick, Luther Vandross. Did you ever think that your career would be like this?
5: Never in a million years. Uh, Put another million on that. Wow. (laughs) Never. (laughs) How did you get started? Um, A group saw me called The Blossoms, and I auditioned for the group, and I got in. And at that time, we didn't even realize that we were the first Black background singers in the business. Oh, wow. Until many, many years later. So, you know, to get all these accolades all these years later is mind-blowing, and it's also very humbling,
2: Definitely. Now, Miss Love, let's start with the iconic Christmas song that everyone knows and loves. and You still sing today. Um, When you first wrote Baby Please Come Home, did you have any idea that they would be so iconic?
5: No, I didn't. Matter of fact, I was a little scared to do it because we were doing a Christmas album with Phil Spector. And then when they said they were going to do this uh, original song, I went, wait a minute, you're going to put an original song on with these classic holiday songs and he said yes and I did it and after we finished doing it it was so great we thought well maybe it has a chance but still thinking in the back of your head you record a Christmas song in 1964 and today it is still one of the biggest Christmas songs ever played that's mind-blowing to me
2: That is mind blowing, you know. Um, speaking of Phil Spector, he died earlier this year. He was a genius music producer who died in prison for the murder of Lana uh, Clarkson. Do you remember him as, as the genius or as a
5: troubled man? Both, uh, mm. and I say both because I saw all of this coming. and and. Not that we used to play with Phil. We used to say, man, if you don't put the guns down, something's going to happen. Because I was always, I said, guns don't kill, people kill.
3: Wow. And
5: he was always fooling around with in them. In the studios, when I was in his presence, there was never any guns. We worked and we worked hard in the studios. And it was such a privilege to work with Phil Spector because he was a genius because of the things he was doing. He started using Echo when nobody used Echo, overdubbing voices, which no one was doing then. And we just followed the lead, what he was doing. We said, well, this man is this man is something because <laughs> we're doing things we've never done before.
2: You know, and to be a Black woman at that time, Miss Love, it, it had to be phenomenal. I mean, did you have to deal with racism also being this phenomenal singer?
5: We dealt with racism. Uh, listen, it was so bad you didn't even realize it was bad. Mm. We were all in California. And I say that because when Phil Spector recorded us, he didn't put any pictures of us out. Wow. So our voices didn't necessarily sign black. You know, and back in those days, they only had the top 20 and rhythm and blues. That's all they had. It wasn't another place to put us. Mm -hmm. So he wanted our records to go pop anyway. So he would never take any pictures of us. That 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 meeting, Bobby Sox and the Blue Jeans, uh, uh, the Ronettes, the Crystals, people never saw us when Phil Spector started putting out our records. So that way, when they saw us, they were actually kind of surprised that we were black. <laughs>
2: Wow. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame singer, Miss mm-hmm. Darlene Love. Yeah, she needs to be titled the bad Mama jamma because she's so beautiful. <laughs> I
3: wanted to know, how did you break away from behind the scene and to the front of the
5: stage, from backstage to in front? Well, you know, it gets hard. Unfortunately, when you're with ladies and uh, there's always a game they play, you know, they don't want to do the work, but they want to be out front. And I just kind of got tired of fighting it. I love them because they were the reason I got into the business. But I had to say, okay, it's either a solo career or stay in the background forever. And I made the jump to uh, being a solo artist rather than a backup singer. And it was not easy because people didn't know me as Darling Love. They knew the crystals, they knew the Ronettes, but they didn't know me, and they had no idea. I was recording songs that were the crystals, and they were mine. So wow. I kind of thought my way all to where I am today, and with the help of God, I'm still here today doing what I did 50 years ago.
3: I know, still kicking and still in the forefront. <laughs> and that's why we love you, and we are saluting you, Miss Darlene
2: Love. Yes, Miss Darling Love. You know um, we are just so honored here at Cafe Mocha to have you, and um, we just thank you for spending just a little time with us today. Again, Miss Darling Love, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame singer. It's Cafe Mocha.
1: On the way, Lonnie Love sat down with Romeo Miller and the cast of Bounce TV's Who Is Christmas Eve. This is Cafe Mocha on KBLA Talk 1580.
3: Assertive and genuine in their spirit. It's the Cafe Mocha Swag. Hosted by Rashawn McDonald. Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations. This week, I sat down with Cafe Mocha Swag Award winner, Jonathan Morris. Jonathan is a serial entrepreneur and the host of the Magnolia Network television series, Self-Employed. Whether the series inspires you to start a small business or motivates you to support one, Jonathan sees it being a win-win situation. Here's what he had to say. You know, your personality really helps the series, okay? You know, you meeting different people, but you engage and you 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 have a welcoming personality, gentlemen. And I think that really helps the series.
0: Well, you know, you know, Rashawn, like I'm just curious, you know. Mm -hmm. And when I'm sitting down and talking with these these entrepreneurs, you know, in a lot of ways I can empathize with a lot of the things they've been going through. Right. Um, and so, you know, so long as they allow me to just uh be myself uh and ask the questions that I would want (laughs) to ask. You know, ask folks even if the cameras weren't even rolling. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think that that's what has made the show fun, and you know, people um, have been really inspired by it. And I hope that more people see um, the the people that we're we're featuring on the show, and you know, they 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 take the leap to, to pursue right. their own dreams. And um, even if it, even if they're not entrepreneurs, right. we hope that this this show really helps people to know that like, even supporting entrepreneurs, supporting small businesses, um, we can all play a part. and and what that looks like in our communities.
3: If you want to hear the full Jonathan Morris interview, visit moneymakingconversations.com. Keep going.
1: 30 years ago when she was just a baby, she was left on the steps of a church. Now she's teamed up with an expert named Pamela Slayton to find her birth parents. That's the plot of Bounce TV's Who is Christmas Eve? Lonnie Love sat down with the cast of the movie starring Romeo Miller, Julianna Harkaby, and the real life investigative genealogist Pamela Slayton who helps adopted and abandoned kids find their parents.
2: Well, let's start right with you. Pamela Slayton, the EP of this wonderful, sweet movie. What makes Who is Christmas Eve different from the other holiday movies?
6: I think what makes it different is we are not only, you know, during uh, celebrating Christmas, the Christmas season, but we look into the lives of, you know, we look into the life of Eve, who clearly is struggling. She is feeling isolated. She's feeling, um, you know, on her own in her emotions and being adopted and not knowing where she's, you know, where she comes from. So for her, um, we go on a journey with her. And I don't think this has ever been done before to kind of marry um, what it feels like to be alone during a Christmas holiday and to, you know, kind of go into the lives of someone that is adopted and, and their struggles. So I think I've never seen anything like this before, and I think it's really unique. Lonnie, yeah, I hate to jump
0: in real, real Go quick. Go ahead, jump to in. But I got to say, what makes Who is Christmas Eve is this is based off a real life superhero. Pam is a real oh life God. superhero, <laughs> and that's what makes this Christmas movie different. Oh,
2: thank I you, Romeo. more about
0: the movie, um, Romeo. Yeah, um, this movie is amazing because, like, it's not about the happiness of the holidays, right? It's about the realness of the holidays. And there, there is a lot of people out there who, who don't have family to celebrate with and still are looking for certain answers. So the realness of this movie, it just, it's very heart, heartfelt, heartwarming. I'm just saying I'm so happy I was a part of this because when I read it, a tear came out when I was reading the script. And I'm like, I got to be Chris. Nobody else on planet Earth could be Chris. I got to make this happen. I had like three other projects going on, but got to open it up to where I could be there and play this character. And these stories need to be told. You know, like he said, there's a lot of the same repetition when it comes to Christmas movies. You have never seen a Christmas film or holiday film. Forget, the, forget that. You've never seen a film like Christmas Eve. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, Juliana, you,
7: you give us your input on this. Hark-a-V. V. <laughs> I like how you say it. Um, you know, I couldn't say it better than Romeo just did. It is... The thing that makes it so special is that this film uh, is real and it's, it's um, a, a unique story but also in many ways a true story um, and it's going to help people feel included during the holidays, it's going to help a group of people feel represented during the holidays, it's going to, um, it's, I think it's going to change the way that people view uh, adoption in general and what that means for adopted people and adopted families um, as well as the way that people think about the holidays in general.
5: Pam,
2: this was based on a story of yours. Can you talk more about that, Pam?
6: Well, I think it was mainly inspired by the work that I do. So as you may know, I'm an investigative genealogist, and I've worked on all different types of stories. Um, So this was inspired by the work that I do, but not necessarily a particular story. And um, we just thought it would be great to marry a Christmas... Uh, theme along with someone going through, again, the isolation of being alone during the holidays and not knowing where they come from. So,
2: uh, Juliana, like, how did you study for this role? Because did you study Pam or did you do some other things? How did you get prepared for it?
7: So, uh, when I when I got the role, I watched as many videos of Pam as I could find. And uh, I quickly became uh, fascinated and intimidated. Um, So once I got a a feel for what I thought her vibe was, because you never really know until you know someone. So when I got a general idea of what, at least what she did and the miracles that she accomplished, um, I kind of put it aside, waited till I met Pam in person. And then the warmth that came from her, um, I guess I just thought with your job, Pam, I just, I, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, do you need? to like harden yourself to like deal with cases like this all the time and and i was assuming you you probably do but then she was so warm and loving and welcomed us into her home literally let me stay in her bedroom while we shot and like so um to be able to see both sort of from an outsider perspective the work that you do and uh then on a personal level i was able to kind of marry i think the two Um, so there is a seriousness and there is definitely a thick skin that that is needed to do it, what Pam does, but also so much heart. Um, so the research was really just in knowing Pam.
2: I screen a lot of Christmas movies, and a lot of them are like the same. This one really—it surprised me. The ending surprised me. It was well done. The the casting—I um, do have to uh, say that it was it was spectacular. And that's why I want to ask you, Romeo, how did you prepare for this role? I mean, you used to be in fly, but you was like it's like you pulled back the flyness. And I, the more and more you were on screen, honestly, I was falling in love with you more and more. And I wanted to see you guys together. So how did you prepare for that?
0: I've been preparing for this my entire life. You know, I started when I was 10 years old in this industry and I always knew why I was working hard and what kind of career I wanted. I just knew it would be on God's timing. So um, even this role, I put in a lot of work. You know, I've done hundreds of movies, but this was the role that stuck out to me where I was like, in 2021, who do people need to see Romeo Miller as? And it's this Chris character. We're living in a day and age where a lot of people give up on love, right? My character, he's a lover and a fighter. He's gonna fight for what he believes in. And I think this generation is so numb to love. We think it's about being toxic and you have to be in toxic relationships, but there is a lot of love out there. And that's why I was so genuinely attracted to play this because the younger generation needs to know that, look, you could be the good guy. You're not going to finish last if you do what's right. But um, yeah, I watched a few of um, young Denzel, you know, I'm just saying to get prepared for Chris, (laughs) but honestly, it was a spirit thing. I was literally connected once I read the script and read Chris I was like, nobody could bring Chris to life better than me.
1: Who is Christmas Eve is on Bounce TV tonight at 10 p.m. That's the show. Please have a safe and merry Christmas. Stay mass, stay out of people's houses and keep socially distanced. If you miss any part of the show, go to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast and type in Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.